Coming to you live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's golf and other four-letter words. And now your host, you've heard him on ESPN, Fox Sports, and Sirius XM Radio, Mr. Dennis Silvers. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Welcome to, uh, I guess, this pre-Valentine's Day edition of Golf and Other Four-Letter Words right here on the Vegas Video Network. I've got my my Valentine red on for you today. I've got no candy in front of me or cards, but, you know, whatever. Uh, welcome. We hope you're able to spend the next uh, 30 minutes with us. We've got a, another very, very good show on tap, fast-paced, action-packed going to talk about a lot of interesting stuff. Lee's going to give some really, really good golf tip advice at the uh, end of the show in our last segment, Handicap Helper. So make sure you hang around for that. We've had some really, really good uh, email questions sent into the show that I think you're going to find uh, of interest. So without further ado, he's been on a couple of times before. He keeps calling me, begging me to come back on the show. So let me uh, introduce, he's the Director of Golf out of the Fame Tournament Players Club in Summerlin, my very, very good friend, Mr. Lee. What'd you say your last name was again? I, I feel the love already. Uh, Lee Schmidt. I appreciate it. <laughs> Give it up for Lee. How are you, buddy? Doing great. How's life great. at uh, the Country Club? Real good. Real yeah? good. Yeah, the we I mean, can't hard, uh, hardly uh, be upset about the weather over the last six, eight weeks, so... Um, you know, we're having uh, off to a great start for the year. Golf course yeah. is in great shape, so, you know, Always everybody's coming out shape. happy. Let me ask you a question. You like just about all of the other private clubs uh, around town, and I think you'll agree with me on that. Do most of your business on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, correct? What can you guys do to pump up business, drive more revenue, get more members out, in the beginning of the week, so you kind of offset that a little bit. What do you think? Well, I think there's a couple things you can do. The the advantage, obviously, of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which is for us is about 35% of our business, um, is to promote quicker play. Um, you know, uh, more access to the golf course, uh, not having to make tee times, last minute type things. Right. Um, plus, you can offer some some guest specials to your members to make it. Uh, you know, more more client golf to where, hey, work a half day, yeah. come out, have lunch, and 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 play, or play in the afternoon. We yeah. have a uh, a sunset golf thing that runs from a uh, program that runs from sun or uh, time change to time change, uh, March to November. That's really really popular with our members. That uh, allows them to come out in the afternoon, bring guests mm -hmm. um, with a buffet dinner, and it's at a at a great price point. So. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can yeah. do to try to drive some activity during the week. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're uh, watching the show, if you're uh, new to Las Vegas, thinking about moving to Las Vegas, you're looking for a club to join, you know, give, give the guys out of TPC Summerlin a call. It's a wonderful, wonderful facility. Great guys out there. Wonderful golf course. We'll talk about it a little bit later. And speaking about access, we have a lot of access to us. If you want to get a hold of Lee or myself, we've got email to begin with, and that is simply golf at VegasVideoNetwork.com. We also have a toll-free listener line for you, so give us a ring, 1-866-966-4599. You can also get, uh, get a hold of us through live chat if you want something answered, uh, hopefully on the show or next week or something. Just go to our homepage, VegasVideoNetwork.com, hit that little live chat button. You're in the live chat room. Just type out whatever you want to say, comment, whatever you want to do, 
We're also seen all over towns, as you know, we're seen on iTunes. We are seen on YouTube a lot. We're, uh, we're YouTube partners right here on Vegas Video Network. We're also on Roku TV and also Friday nights from 8 to midnight on Friday Night Features heard exclusively on AM 1400 KSHP. So if you're tooling around town and you don't want to listen to tunes or whatever, they re-air all of the shows right here on Vegas Video Network, so uh, give them a call. All right, before we uh, get started into our first segment, I want to also uh, mention our good friends who uh, they're strategic partners here on the show at uh, Golfer's Guide, largest golf publication in the country. They are published regionally, as you know. They talk about all of the great local golf courses, the public facilities, semi-private, private courses in a certain area around the country. They've got articles on instruction, on golf retailers, the whole deal. Very, very good. You can check them out here locally. Just go to uh, lasvegas.golfersguide.com. And as you can see on the screen, very nice to, uh, to stream uh, golf and other four-letter words on their homepage. So check them out, lasvegas.golfersguide.com. All right, let's get into our uh, first segment. And for those that are new to the show, we call that Tournament Scorecard. Here it is. All right, welcome back, everybody. Lee Smith, Dennis Silvers. You're watching golf and other four-letter words on the Vegas Video Network. Lee, two major stories yesterday. 18-year-old American Jessica Corda wins the Women's Australian Open in a six-way playoff, which, by the way, ties uh, for the largest number of uh, lady players in, in, a, in a ladies' uh, LPGA event. Uh, she won it on the first playoff hole, I believe, making about a 25-foot birdie putt or something like that. By the way, she is uh, her first win, by the way, on the LPGA Tour. She is the daughter of the 1998 Australian Open tennis champion, I believe her name, uh, his name is Peter. So, you know, it just seems that we talked about this uh, before the show, the last month or so on the LPGA, just seems all of the young women are winning these golf tournaments. So what it is, you, you got to win before puberty or, or what's going on? How do you explain I it? It's, uh, I mean, it's it, it's obviously great for the, uh, for the LPGA Tour, for sure. Um, what was it? Fourteen-year-old, uh, right. you know, one uh, last week, right. and then, uh, and so we got these teenagers that you add up, you know, we we add up their age, and it doesn't get to our uh, next tournament winner uh, <laughs> even close. So it's uh, got to be great for the LPGA Tour, that's for sure. What does it say, though, the mindset of some of the older, more established players on tour? I mean, they walk off. My God, I got my brains beat out by a fourteen-year-old. God, I just lost to an eighteen-year-old. Where's my career going? Does that do anything to them psychologically? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think, again, it's, it's great for the LPGA Tour, I mean, to, to gain some exposure and, and continue to climb as, as far as their, um, you know, people watching the events, attending the events, and that type of thing, to see these young girls because the, the, the older ladies are going to be there still yeah. and are going to have eyes on them and, and that type of thing. And I wouldn't expect this trend to uh, continue at 14 and 18 years old when we've got – you know, a lot of established players out there right. that are be, really good. Be careful what you say with the gals when you say have eyes on them. Uh, Scott, we got somebody in live chat. Yeah, don't you worry about 
these young kids getting there doing well and then burning out early. Can you name anybody who started off and killed it at 14 or 16 that's still doing good golf or playing good golf at 25, 30? Good question. That is, that is a good question. I mean, it, you know, I think from the, the first people that come to mind, obviously Tiger was, was very young, winning everything that he did. Some people will say that he ramped off at this point. Um, you know, we look at Michelle Wee, who, who is opposite of your question, has, has, uh, has yet to really reach her form. Um, you know, I think there's some, some foreign players that were really good over time, uh, you know, when they first started and, and are still playing well. Um, the McElroys and that type of thing. I think probably the, uh, the, the easiest way to say it is a lot of these players have, have played well young, reached somewhere in the middle of their career where it was right. uh, difficult for them, and now have reinvented himself. Exactly. A person like Adam Scott comes to mind that right. was r really good, really young, reached a lull in the middle, found the long putter, yeah. and now is, has reinvented yeah. himself. And that's how golf is. It's cyclical, as you know. You know, you can't keep it going week after week after week, and... Uh, you have a little lull in your career. Hopefully, work on your game, come back, and but you got to get the bounces. You got to make the putts, you know, and, and all of that stuff. All right, briefly, uh, the AT and T National Pro Am. Mickelson wins his 40th PGA Tour event. Shoots a blistering great round, 64 in the last round, uh, playing with a guy by the name of Tiger who uh, stumbled. Uh, to a 75, I think he finished uh, T15th or something. Now, pundits say, this is what gets me, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. Mickelson played great. I don't think anybody could have beat the guy yesterday, you know, that uh, was in two, three shots of him. Uh, but, all, you know, all of the pundits say that, you know, Tiger has a meltdown, okay? You know, I, I, I don't get it. You know, this happens to everybody on the PGA Tour. You know, you have a bad day. It's on a meltdown. You hit some wayward shots. You miss some putts. Uh, you don't get, you know, the, the luck of the green, so to speak. Uh, things just don't go your way. I don't know if 75 at Pebble Beach on a, on a tough day is a meltdown. Uh, I like to meltdown every, every day like that. So I, I just disagree with them. Well, I, I mean, I probably wouldn't go with choke or, or meltdown, but I disagree with the fact of, you know, from, from what you're talking about is, is if we ask Tiger, Tiger will tell you that he melted down. Um, he, you know, I think the difference is is that Tiger used to be able to make things happen on the golf course. Yeah. And he is, and and by making things happen, he willed putts in. He made himself hit good shots. And third, he made other players play poorly. Uh, he is finding now that one, he can't make himself do anything. Right. Um, so he is human. Yeah. And he. You know, we've, we've seen from Robert Rock overseas and, and Phil Mickelson playing alongside of him, he, he can't make, uh, you know, make his, his playing opponents play worse these days. They, yeah, that's the, true. The pressure, they're not intimidated. But, you know, you got to cut the guy some slack, too. He hasn't played that much golf, as you know. This uh, was his American debut. Uh, he's working on a new swing. Why, you know, nobody knows. And, he, you know, and it was just one of those days uh, I don't know. Can you can you really fault him that much? And like you say, people expect so much of the guy. Well, things change. He's 36 years old for crying out loud, and he's not going to be the same as he was 10 years ago. Yeah, but I think we only expect what he expects out of himself. And you know, I mean, we can continue to give him the slack of of uh, new swing. It isn't that new. Yeah. All right. He's well, he's been with Sean Foley for a long time now. Um, I, I think he would admit, and I think everybody that watches it closely, he's getting better. 
Um, you know, he's, the, the wayward shots aren't, aren't near like they used to be. But one thing that bothers me about Tiger, we were talking about it off the air, was, you know, he gets done and he blames his putting. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how many putts that he had, but, I, you know, I know he one putted 10. He had a few three putts. I'm sure he got up and down a couple other times. So maybe he had 36 putts. That leaves him with 39 shots. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't exactly stripe it all the way around the golf course and, and leave himself with tap-ins for birdies or, you know, I, I saw many a wayward drive into fairway bunkers and that yeah. type of thing. So I think no. he can blame just as much on his, uh, you know, on his ball striking as he can his putting. You know, it was interesting. A lot of the commentators said, like Faldo, and he, he mentioned that Tiger's working on a little left or right shot and stuff, and he said that is the way to play Pebble Beach. Uh, do you agree with that? Because you've played there. Yeah, well, yeah, I think working the ball that way, which would obviously benefit Phil Mickelson, who can work it right to left, yeah. which would be, you know, uh, or excuse me, is left to right, but for him is a draw as opposed to a fade for um, a right-handed player. Absolutely, it's it's a definite benefit. Um, you know, Phil just won there for the fourth time, yeah. so you, you know that he's very comfortable on that golf course. Uh, and Tiger has always struggled hitting it left to right. Yeah. Uh, and... You can see that he's getting closer. He's not hitting it yep. way right or not hitting it way left. Yep. Um, but when you start to work your game into major championship caliber golf courses and tighter corridors and, and those types of things, he's going to be able to have to move it left to right and right to, and left, right to left equally strong no to be able to compete. Very, very cool shoes, though, he was wearing. You got a pair of those Nikes? I think they were spikeless, if I'm not mistaken. They, they're like bedroom slippers. You haven't seen one of these shows where I don't have a Nike logo <laughs> on, on my sleeve, but I can't stand those shoes. Really? Those things oh, are I, terrible. I don't know. Maybe you ought to tell him. Maybe you ought to go back to the they, uh, Nike or would something. want me to say they do come out yeah. in June, I think. If, if, uh, but I, um, I, th- they're, they're terrible. They, people look at pants also. The back of them get stuck on his pants. Yeah, it's, that's true. The, it's, they, they're not good. That's true. All right. I'll tell you what. We're going to step away, take a short break. When uh, Lee and I come back, we're going to have our second segment. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. I look forward to that. We call that birdies and bogeys, so stick around. We're going to be back with you right after this. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Lee Smith, Director of Golf at TPC Summerlin. Dennis Silvers, birdies and bogeys. You know how this goes. Why don't you tell me birdie, bogey, double, whatever you think. Some of this is really uh, silly but fun. The Donald, Donald Trump, has launched a blistering attack on Scotland's first minister over plans he has to build a huge wind farm, okay, off the coast of Trump's luxury Scottish Scottish, uh, golf resort. Uh, In an open letter, Trump accuses Alex Salmond of, quote, being hell-bent on destroying Scotland's coastline and therefore Scotland itself. 
What do you think? I mean, I think that's pretty appropriate. Well, first of all, where do you get this stuff? I, I, I find <laughs> it. It's all, uh, part of, it's all part of my deal. We search I mean, high and low, near and far we br to bring these little tidbits to Is there to an young. I don't care answer in there? I mean, <laughs> let me look. Yeah. Let me look. Um, you know, the Donald obviously is getting his hand in just about everything. Just purchased Doral. I think that's public knowledge now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, on, on our coastline, which I'd much rather be worried about our coastline than some over in Scotland. Is, is the Hammond guy, is he Scottish? He's Scottish. Well, then, yeah, I would side with him on his own yeah. country then. Probably. Because he said, who, who, who's Donald Trump to tell us? What's best for Scotland, which is true. Yeah. But you know, on the other hand, I think a wind farm is appropriate. Who else is more full of hot air than Donald Trump? Being next to a wind farm. Yeah. You know what hey. I mean? So that's an I don't care. I, I think that's the first one we've had on the show. All right. Forbes magazine did a survey on America's most disliked athletes for whatever reason. And I've got the top five for you. Okay, briefly. Number five. Chris Humphreys, of course, from uh, the Kardashian. NBA, Kardashian, Kardashian fame. fame. He got a 50% dislike of the people that were asked about him. Number four was, uh, uh, I can't even pronounce it. Kung Su. Inda Thank you very much. I saw your notes. Uh, from the NFL, 51% dislike. Number three, Plaxico Burgess, of course, from the NFL, got a 56% Burris. Burris. Did you write these down? I did. I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> Plaxico Burris. Uh, all right, how about this? Tiger Woods ties, ties with Michael Vick at 60% dislike, even though Michael Vick was put on top because more of the people that said they disliked Michael Vick had a little stronger opinion about that than Tiger. But basically, him and Michael Vick tied for the most disliked athlete in the survey. So I, I go birdie and bogey on all five of them? I, you could. Um, Humphreys I mean, how's that a, make you feel? Chris Humphreys is an I don't care, again. Um, and Dominic I, I you know, I think he's a very talented, uh, very talented player. You, the, you obviously draw a parallel to everybody had one incident or an ongoing yeah, or, incident or exactly. that, that, that drew them. Plaxico right. shot himself, so yeah. I, I feel bad yeah. for him. Um, and of course, Michael Vick with the you know with the dog uh, fiasco and I, is horrible. And I think the thing about Tiger is is that he's not winning. I guarantee if he if he goes on runs where he starts winning, his likability factor will will go up, skyrocket. All right, yeah. I, I tend to agree with you. All right, according this is this one is unbelievable, folks. According to the Fort Worth Star Telegram, this is a front and back card. Yeah, it is. Uh, golfer Clay Carpenter. Approached a foursome in front of him, asking if his group could play through, as he thought the group in front of them were playing a little bit too slow. Okay, that was a foursome. He's playing in a uh, threesome. Uh, a course marshal even instructed the threesome to go through the uh, foursome, but instead they got into a big fight over it. Mr. Carpenter was fighting with one of the other golfers and was stabbed with a broken golf shaft and was losing a lot of blood. They said he was close to death. Carpenter said before he got into a scuffle, the same guy took a swing at his head with the golf club, broke the head off, you know, and then stabbed him. I mean, I know there's a lot of weird th people in, in Texas, but is, is what do you, I, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> That's, uh... Don't mess with Texas. I don't know. Uh... 
That, uh, that's fantastic. You know what? Uh, <laughs> that's crazy, isn't I, it? I'll be honest with you. I don't know what to say. I, well, I, I, actually, I had a, st- a story similar to this happened at one of my golf courses. It uh, didn't ever get into a physical altercation, but it almost did from the group in front of them. And guy turned out to be a um, black belt in jiu-jitsu that it was a twosome and they weren't very good golfers. The threesome was, was catching up to him, black belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, and his, his, what he told me, his exact words were, I didn't want to kill anybody today. Oh, and I thought, boy. I was like, well, I'm glad I got out here and You're interrupted this thing. Oh. I, I, that's a birdie. I mean, that's a great story. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, it's just not worth it. You know, let somebody go through. Somebody, uh, live chat, Scott. Is it, is it offensive to be passed on the golf course? What, who cares? Well, I, I probably speak for, uh, for, for my members and, and probably golf in general at a lot of golf courses that it's, everything's been painted as a slow play problem. Exactly. And I think the, the opportunity that golf has is to forget about slow play and talk about fast play. Fast play is just as much of a problem, especially at private clubs like mine. If I play in four hours, but you're behind me and you play in three and a half, you think I'm playing slow, oh, but actually four hours is, is, pretty is, good. Not, is not slow for right. 18 holes. So it's not just slow play, yeah. it's, it's also fast play. And it's the perception. People, they want to go through, it's a perception that, hey, I'm, I'm not playing slow. You know, Absolutely. what's your hurry and all of that stuff. But, and it is. I would probably say in answer to the, to the, to the chat question, it, it probably does get looked at as almost shameful yeah. to, uh, to have somebody play, play through. Yeah. It's almost like your pace handicap versus your golf handicap yeah. uh, exactly. correlate to each other. All right, Lee Westwood caught on TV playing in the uh, Cutter Masters in Dubai yesterday, swearing after his tee shot went awry on the 16th hole, and after the round, the very first person to call him, to chastise him for swearing uh, was his old dear mom, okay? Uh, Westwood refused to repeat the expletive to the reporters when uh, he was interviewed, uh, but uh, word is that, uh, you know, the, the word started with, with an S and ended with a T. So the only thing I could say is, what do you say? Shoot! You know. Yeah, that's probably I, true. I don't I, know. You get your mom look, calling you, give me a break. Well, you the know, mom thing yeah, makes yeah, it a golfers, great story. But. You know, and he was shocked. He said, the microphones are so sensitive. You know, you know, well, golfers, all these guys swear all the time. You yeah, know that. that, that's, that's what I think the problem is, is that you've got, You've got, you got guys that do this all the time. It's, it's kind of like Tiger's situation of a few years ago. The, the, uh, all the time. The problem is, is that he got caught. He got caught. Um, you know, that's, that, that's the problem. It, ha- it happens all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather have a guy, hear a guy swearing or walking off to the side of the tee and uh, spitting like a lot of these guys do now? They walk off the green, they get out of the, they spit. Can't stand that. Personally, I, I, I mean, I think from a, a viewing standpoint, I'll throw one other one in there, is catching guys smoking cigarettes on the, on the golf course. Yeah. Um, for trying to introduce the game to new players, kids, juniors, all yeah. that type of thing, I, I would much, let's put it this way, I'd much, have it, much rather have a 16-year-old say a curse word after hitting a bad shot than light up a Marlboro. Light up, yeah. Okay. All right, birdies and bogeys. Time to get your uh, pencils out, your paper out, your pen out, because we've got some great, great email questions from our viewers, and Lee's going to help them and help you with your game right now in Handicap Helper.
All righty. Hi there, everybody. Time to get better with your golf game through uh, the efforts of Mr. Lee Smith. Uh, Richard sends us in, Lee. What's a good warm-up routine on the range if you find yourself without a lot of time to get loose? Good question. Real common problem for players. Michelob Ultra. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, uh, okay. Uh, a, a great way, actually. And a Hershey bar. That's right. That a lot of people uh, that a lot of people use is use the golf cart to your advantage. Um, you know, a lot of times you can use the 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 roof of the golf cart to stretch your back. Um, e even if you don't have time to hit golf balls, you can uh, you know you can hold a golf club out in front of you, do some rotary um, movements with uh, with your waist and and core area um, to to get that loosened up uh, before hitting golf balls. Uh, and then if you have time to hit golf balls, you know, just start with those wedges. And, and, yeah. uh, and if you only have time to hit one golf club, start in the middle of your bag and take full swings with a 6-iron or a 5-iron. Um, full swings at about 50% effort and just slowly yeah. ramp up the effort if you only have one, uh, one club All right. uh, or only have time to hit one Good club. Good answer. But, uh, Richard, you know, set your alarm a little bit earlier, you know, then, then you'd eliminate that problem. Derek wants to know the difference between playing with steel and graphite shafts, uh, does one have an advantage over the other? Good question. That is a great question. Uh, who was that? Uh, Derek. That's Derek. Derek, uh, nowadays there's not as much difference as there used to be. Um, five or ten years ago, steel was known as much more stable, much heavier. Graphite was known as uh, a, a little less tip stable and a lot lighter. Uh, now most companies, your shaft companies, are making... Uh, steel shafts that are very, very light right. um, and, and maintain that stability. Technology has, has also given graphite the opportunity to be a lot more stable. So there's, there's not a, a ton of difference. Um, it boils down to basically absorbing shock um, from mishits especially. And if you have tendonitis of, of elbows, backs, that type of thing, graphite can, can typically Help dampen that. some of that shock a little bit Have you played steel. with any of the new sticks that are a combination that are a blend of the graphite and steel? that are out yeah um again it's 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 all uh, i think a little bit of um you know companies just trying to be first to the market with um, certain products but the it, it it really doesn't matter the 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 important thing is to make sure that you find the shaft that is fit to you yep whether it's you know your, your local pga professional that fits you to what what is necessary for you and and that person's going to ask you about Elbow problems, back right. problems, all those things that might steer you towards um, graphite, or you know, a very healthy person, very strong right. that that may need the stability of, yeah. of steel to yeah. uh, to help That's their good. game. That's a real good point because if you've got a lot of ailments and, and maladies or whatever, they'll probably tell you what play checkers. Absolutely. Yeah, don't play golf or tennis in July. Or tennis, yeah. Uh, Bernard needs some help understanding what the mountain effect is when putting out here in Vegas I assume yeah um, easiest way to look at it is is that we always tell uh, new players to TPC Summerlin um, that the ball breaks away from the mountains and breaks towards the money which the strip is what holds all the money and sits in the valley so you, you keep an eye on your most predominant closest mountain range to the golf course typically and the uh, and the ball is going to break away from, from those that. mountains and going to break towards uh, where you probably left your money before probably heading out before to the course. Yeah, exactly. All right, good, good, good answer. 
Glenn says every once in a while uh, he hits a hosel rocket. Uh, what causes that, and how can he eliminate it? Glenn. <laughs> uh, Glenn. Hit more woods. <laughs> they, uh, they, they don't have hosels. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tough question without, without seeing it. Yeah. Um, but typically, uh, when, when somebody has the, the dreaded shank, or I don't are you allowed to say that word? God, go ahead. On this network? You've already put the, you know, lifted yeah. the lid off the um, can. Maybe that's what Lee Westwood said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the easiest thing is, is typically, and, and as much as you don't want to do this, you want to try to get a little closer to the golf ball. Um, and a lot of times the, the golf club is coming in a little shallow or what people would call is from the inside and a little bit open. So the, the first part that is arriving at the golf ball is the hosel right. uh, of the club. So a lot of times we want to move you a lot closer to the golf ball and get to where you're swinging the golf club up, up and down a little bit more. Like, exactly. More like a kind of use the analogy of a Ferris wheel versus a merry-go-round. Yeah, exactly. And that way, with a little bit closer, you have more of a chance to hit it more in the face rather than in the hosel. Ira needs some help in getting out of what he believes is a reverse pivot. Very common. Ira. Hmm. Um, yeah, re reverse pivot is, uh, is something that, uh, you know, if you turn back the clock to the 60s and... 70s that was something that was taught um leaning back on this side and 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 getting out on on the front and even sometimes now with your um stack, stack and, and tilt um you know kind of kind of gets into that one of the easiest ways from an instruction standpoint to to get people out of that is uh to take a backswing when you get the golf club up to the top of your swing is to come off of your left foot and get to where I can get balance on my right foot when I'm holding the club at the top of my swing. Uh, and then next would be to do the exact opposite. I swing the, ball, swing the club down through the ball, and I get onto my left foot and yep. be able to balance on my left foot yep. while my right foot's up in the air. And if I can feel that move of getting all the way to the right, all the way to the left, which we'll never do in, in an actual golf swing. I never right. want 100% of the right. weight. Right. It'd just be a, uh, a, a tool to, to help yeah. you do that during your full swing. Yeah. You, you took ballet as a kid, didn't you? I did. You can see this in that this chair. Left and right yeah. stuff. I, I saw that. That was very nice. Anyway, that's uh, Handicap Helper. We only got a couple of minutes left. If, uh, Like I said, if you're new to town watching the show, you're coming to Las Vegas looking for a great club uh, to possibly uh, join uh, go out and see Lee. How do they get a hold of you? They, if they want to get a tour, they want to get some information about membership. Um, TPC Summerlin, you can uh, go to our website, uh, tpc.com, and um, click on Summerlin there as, as a private club here in Las Vegas. Uh, or give us a call at 702-256-0111. Yeah, I could look them up online real, uh, real easy. Absolutely. All right, good job, as usual. Thank you. I appreciate it. it. We'll see you soon. That's going to wrap it up for this pre-Valentine's Day edition of golf and other four-letter words on the Vegas Video Network. Thanks for hanging with us. We're going to uh, hope you have a great holiday, by the way, tomorrow. We'll see you right back here, uh, same place, same time next week. So fairways and greens to everybody. Have a good one. So long.